If you're looking for the best horror, thriller, sci-fi and WTF audio fiction this side of the apocalypse, then you should listen to The Other Stories. With over 500 stories on the podcast feed already and news stories dropping every single Monday morning, The Other Stories is your new best friend. Check out The Other Stories today on any and all podcast platforms or head to theotherstories.net. After all, these aren't the stories your mother used to tell you. These are The Other Stories. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Podcast where three bearded film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time. My name is Luke Condo of Gate, and I'm joined by uh, my two regular co hosts, Mr. Whoever Wants to Go First, Mr. Andy Conduit Turner, and Mr. And Mr. Ben Errington. Like, swap those voices, Frank. Yeah, exactly. That's so confusing. <laughs> Even I'm confused. Up, yeah, yeah. you guys have a good week? You know, it's not been yeah. it's not been too bad. In a week, been too bad at all. Had some yeah. snow. That was nice. Yeah, we had snow. Yeah, we had a bit of that. Yeah, that was that was lovely. That was fun. never ending. Your, be- your beard's on its way back, Luke. It's healing. <laughs> yeah, one week's growth. Um, feels better. I feel like this kind of length is is quite nice, actually. Manageable. Yeah, I can survive. Don't want to go um, crazy. I've got some reviews. I've, last week, I think I said I was going to read a couple of reviews out. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, If you guys are amenable. Mm. Meanies. <laughs> okay. Well, we got, I've picked out three. Um, this one from Mr. Day. Um, late last year, he put, Love horror. You should love this. After randomly finding this recently, I've now lost about two weeks of my life going through all the episodes. This is great stuff with two very likable and knowledgeable chaps discussing some classics. He must have not listened to the other the Andy episodes. <laughs> even that already did, but he only even that already did, but he only likes two of us. Yeah. Good point, yeah. That one guy. That one guy could just fucking what a piece of work. <laughs> what a um even the films I've not seen made for an interesting listen uh, listen. Would love it if you visited some of the more controversial films, such as a Serbian film, I don't know about that. And Cannibal Holocaust, which, oh, well. Mr. Oh, well. Day, Top you're in time. luck, uh, because in a few weeks we will be doing uh, a Cannibal Holocaust with Zobo with a shotgun. We won't be doing um, a Cannibal Holocaust. 
Well, that's getting well, involved. Is that a good so, thing though? If you if you holocaust all the cannibals, are you doing a doing are a you service? doing the cannibal? Are you so. eating them? But then oh. again, is it just it's a disease you know that they've got, and we just they just need to get better. You know, they might be eating people, yeah. but yeah. they're still human at the end of the day. Nah, just holocaust them all. No, it depends. It depends, I guess, if they're doing it as a cultural choice or as an illness. If they are dead into holo- uh, not holocausting, obviously, <laughs> you mean one into holocausting, get rid of them. Um, yeah, but you know, know which guy don't like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's a little like bit, a little bit of good in everyone, and in the cannibals, it's the bit of the other person that they yeah, ate. Yeah, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so we I've never actually seen cannibal. Hanukkah, Hanukkah. No, I haven't. I haven't. Uh, <laughs> say Hanukkah. Hanukkah. <laughs> Jesus. Um, quite controversial. Someone, uh, Edward Harvey, actually messaged me this week and said there's loads of animal cruelty in it. So you can watch a non-animal cruelty cut, apparently. And I didn't know, so I looked into it. And yeah, there is. Lots of animals get killed in it. So, oh, yeah. Depends how you feel I don't about know. that. I'll look into that. No, we'll look into that, or we yeah. might discuss it. You know, it might be an interesting talking yeah. point to discuss, as it's a controversial film. But yeah, that's going to be the end of the month. Obviously, after today's episode, we've got a couple of more episodes between that, so that'll be yeah. something nice to look forward to. But what a lovely review! Is that the end of the review? That's the end of that. Oh, he put a a plus plus plus. He gave us an A plus, which cool. is um, it's, it's wow. a pretty good we, rating. We rarely we rarely give any films a plus on this podcast yeah. so for you to give our podcast a plus means a hell of a lot thank you i'll put i'll put that on the spreadsheet mr day um yeah. you do a review just mention which two of it is you like hopefully it's me <laughs> otherwise the spreadsheet um, be <laughs> a couple, of, couple of quick ones couple of uh smaller ones sj mariner nine put the best podcast for horror film fans this is one of my favorite podcasts to listen to I found them during a binge of horror movies wanting to hear people's thoughts on them. I love the comedic breakdowns of the movies and the trivia is a nice touch. Oh, yes. <laughs> the trivia. It is, it is a nice the, touch. The name game is a revelation across the <laughs> across the podcasting world, I understand. Yeah. I heard you guys talking, doing your, your version with the, oh, the Valkyries yeah. guys the other day. That's a good point. Um, you should, go, you guys, if you haven't already, go check out the Valkyries podcast. Me and Ben were on. Uh, was it this week? No, it was last week. And Andy will be on this week. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. if you want, if you listen to both podcasts, you'll get double Andy action this week, as well as double Ben and Luke action last week. Who could might want anything much. more or less than that? <laughs> might, might be um, it's, like, it's like you live with us. You will have heard me talk <laughs> as much as my wife does in an average week, I imagine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Last week's episode was two hours long as well, you know, so there's going to be a yeah. hell of a lot of content for your ear holes. Yeah. Uh, last review. Uh, this one was, wasn't was a five-star review. I thought I'd throw in uh, one that wasn't... It's only fair, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, dreaded pirate Neem. He is a pirate, so you can't listen to what he says too much. It grows on you. Four stars. During this pandemic, this series is a breath of fresh air. Uh, hosts Wax and Wayne amuse about movies, horror, and sometimes video games. Their guests are odd, and my favorite episodes are the trivia nights. <laughs> the guests are odd. Wait a minute. I'm not sure to wax, take that. Wax and Wayne. Which one's Wayne and which one's which one's Wax? A terrible joke. Sorry. And Muse. Wax and Wayne amuse about horror movies. Um, Andy, Andy could be Muse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks uh, for nice. leaving the what, reviews. What I like about that though is. 
someone says it grows on you, which means that they've listened to one, weren't so sure, and then they've come back for potentially more than one. Well, yeah. obviously more than one, but uh, who knows how many more. And it's grown on them, so that's quite, that is quite nice that you haven't just listened and gone, screw this. If I'm anyone's sure listening now and it's not well. and it's and you're not and you're not really into this yet, you just need to listen to more. It's like when you first eat like a new food for the first time. Oh, not sure about that. Like you've had a twiglet and it's like, do you like this? Better eat a few more. Find yeah, out. twiglets are weird at first. I was I wasn't a fan of peanut butter the first time I had peanut butter. I didn't understand it, but now it's. I think it might be my favorite food <laughs> of all time. It's an, import, it's an important food stuff. Uh, a, yeah. a, sometimes a spoonful will just sat, satisfy, won't it? Yeah. Where do, you, where do you stand on the texture of your uh, of crunchy your butter? Like, You've got to have some crunch yeah. in there. I'd go for a bit of both. The other week, mind. I don't want to. I don't want to trigger You're anyone. Not too here, crunchy because then that's just now. peanuts. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> a few weeks back, we uh, we had we had crunchy peanut butter on the shopping list as a substitution. They put smooth. Ah, oh, that is yeah. Absolute pieces of work. <laughs> did you, I remember. Did um, yeah, did you? You can call up and they'll refund you, right? It was too late then. It was the only peanut butter we had. So, <laughs> so you ate it. The, the there there. I've just, I've just, I've just had it, but just not enjoyed it the whole time. Yeah. And at one point, I did go and buy some peanuts and smash them up and put it into the peanut butter that I was spreading. Because I couldn't take it anymore. That is, you could just—I mean, you most of the way there. Just use your imagination for the crunchy bits. Just, just pretend <laughs> to chew. <laughs> imagine Luke running a restaurant. He's just like, you didn't like your dinner. Well, just imagine <laughs> yeah. it was delicious. All right, you're Fuck halfway on. there. There's food in your mouth. <laughs> just pretend it's better than <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> they say that most of the taste is in the nose. So if you pop a peanut up your nostril. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, actually, don't do that because you know you might. I was going to say choke, but it's up your nose. But yeah, you might choke. End up on, end up on Holby City or something. <laughs> yeah, Holby City casualty could, or doctors if you want a daytime. He's got a peanut event. allergy that's located just in the nostril. Just in the schnoz. Just in the schnoz. Schnostril. Yeah. Um, have we got any horror news from I've got last a couple week? of bits? You know, I've got a couple of bits. So uh, one story that I saw just now, literally just now, uh, is for real this time. An actual Cloverfield sequel is now in the works from Bad Robot oh, yeah. and and uh, Paramount. I mean, Cloverfield, 10 Cloverfield Lane is a prequel slash companion piece. Is that what we'd say that is? Uh, and the Cloverfield Paradox was mental, if I remember right. Did you guys like the Cloverfield Paradox or not? I thought it was okay. I, I had some cool moments. I don't remember much about it, apart, apart that it was in space, but I remember not liking it. But, you, you might know. get a box of worms in your tum if you're not careful. Was that what it was? Is that what happened? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't there like a, like a dimensional shift and then a big it's box not, of worms is in his tummy? It's not massive monsters. That's all, that's all everybody yeah. wants, right? You know? So maybe yeah. they've seen, seen the hype for Godzilla vs. Kong and they've gone, we got a big, a big bad of our own. So, uh, Cloverfield sequel. So apparently, um, Cloverfield sequels have essentially been unrelated movies, loose, loose ties to Matt Reeves' 2008 movie. Uh, that could be a good one to do on this podcast, you know. We've never done that, have we? Um, and now it's been confirmed that uh, there's going to be a new Cloverfield movie. That's pretty much it. There's no other major details. 
um, on this story. But there we go. Well, that's overfilled enough. I'd, I'd watch another one. I liked it. Uh, I'm, I'm a fan of the first one. Yeah. And Tangler Phil Lane is really good. It's great. Yeah. 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 Uh, another story is a movie called Adrift. Darren Aronofsky and Jared Leto are reteaming for Ghost Ship Horror Movie from the writer of The Ring. Uh, called Adrift. We've had a few movies called Adrift, haven't we, where people have ended up uh, in the sea, can't get back on their boat, or surrounded by sharks. Sorry. What was that? We had a cat called Adrift. What? <laughs> Growing up, we had a cat called Drift. Not too sure why we called it that, but Did we were you? kids. That's quite strange. <laughs> like yeah. the chocolate bar. Like the chocolate bar, yeah, yeah like a drifter. Yeah. Right. Why love Odd. a drifter? <laughs> Love a good drifter. Uh, yeah, so Darren Aronofsky and Jared Leto, obviously they teamed up before for uh, Requiem for a Dream. Requiem for a so, Team. Requiem for, a... <laughs> <laughs> Requiem for a Team in the Sea. Uh, the story is set in the dead calm of the open sea, where a fishing boat discovers an abandoned yacht with a strange distress call. A deckhand agrees to take lone control of it while it's towed into the port, but soon discovers why the rest of his more experienced crew members call it a ghost ship. So I'm assuming Jared, Jared Leto is the deckhand. I wonder what stuff he'll do to get into character <laughs> of being a deckhand. Uh, literally yeah. just go out on a fishing trawler for two <laughs> years. Just live at sea for a while. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't the first. This isn't the first mention of Jared. Well, sorry, it is the first mention of Jared Leto on this podcast. It won't be the last because I've I've seen him in something this week. So I have a lot about. to say about. <laughs> him but yeah that might be interesting Darren Aronofsky not not ever done like a conventional horror movie has he? Yeah that's so. what makes me think I don't think it says it sounds more conventional but yeah he he, he never does that does he so yeah. and I'd be quite interested to see if he what he would do if he I don't know I want to see him do more of his pie reckon for a dream black swan sort of that kind of horror he does that really well yeah, psychological uh, craziness. I quite, I quite enjoyed Mother as well. I know it got mixed reviews, but yeah, I'm going to watch it again. Mm. Need to watch it again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another story: Scott Derrickson, uh, director of Sinister, is headed back to the horror genre to direct The Black Phone for Blumhouse and Universal, and Ethan Hawke has apparently been cast in it as well. So he obviously loves a bit of the old Hawkey. Um, so apparently. The teaser for the plot is a kidnapped kid, a creepy soundproofed basement, an ancient disconnected phone. Then, when night falls, the phone rings. But it's disconnected. Wi-Fi. <laughs> it's <ancient>. mobile. <laughs> yeah. Just a mobile. Yeah, yeah. It's an ancient disconnected phone. Well, mobiles have been around since the bloody late 80s, mate. So. It's a Nokia. 3210. Story here says he's leaving the door open, metaphorical door, I assume, for a return to the director's chair. Metaphorical chair, no, literal chair, sorry. I'm working on a couple of things, he says. So, what do you think of that? When's the last thing he directed? It wasn't the one with Elisha Cuthbert, was it? What's it called? The, yeah, uh, the ward. Is it Elisha Cuthbert? I think it's something else, I think. I think I'm thinking of something else. I don't think um, it is. 
I think I've seen uh, that film, The Ward. Um, yeah. Amber I think Heard. I remember none of the it's details. Amber Heard, yeah. I think I got mixed up with a different sort of film from that era. 2010, so it's been 11 years since he's directed a feature. Uh, he's got to have a couple more in him, hasn't he? But he's a name yeah. I would instantly be interested in seeing whatever the film is, certainly. So you leave the door open, John. Well, between The Ward and his movie before that, Ghosts of Mars, was like nine years. I like it. Well, I, yeah. I've not seen it for a long, 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 long time. I think I was like yeah. 13 or something, and I was the right age to appreciate Ghost of Mars. Yeah, I don't dislike Ghosts of Mars. Uh, yeah, I definitely need to rewatch that. And I've had vampires on my radar for so long, I really need to just watch it. It's got James Woods in it, though, isn't it? And he's a bit of a douche. So I feel a bit I've always like... liked vampires. I've always liked the world. Um, it's It's got a kind of... Uh, Western. I like the the whole opening scene with the vampire hunters and, and yeah. the way they uh, reminds me of kill that little film. nest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just that sort of sun-soaked, blood-soaked Western vampire shit. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah. So that is it for horror news. Unless anybody's seen anything else this week. Ben, I don't that. believe we've got through horror news, and you haven't mentioned. For you, I, I thought it would have been the big story of the week. The, I think the, I know what you're going to say. The exact height of the tall vampire lady. <laughs> yeah, I did see that this morning. That That is mad. Like, I think I said eight foot, and even then I was thinking, that's ridiculous. She's, but no, she's even taller six. than that. Nine foot nine six. Nine foot six. Yeah. And they've got like a little side-by-side image of her and Ethan Winters. So official Resident Evil have said, look, we know everyone's loving... Uh, Lady Dimitrescu. So here's a few facts about her, including her height. What's her name? Lady Dimitrescu. Lady Dimitrescu. So I think it's Alcina Dimitrescu. Interested to see what like kind of creature she's going to be. Whether she's going to be like a, a next level of like Mister X or a tyrant or a nemesis, or whether yeah. she's just going to be like sort of what they did without like Wesker. Like when he's infected, he starts to develop certain powers. Maybe she's got really tall. Yeah. I can just imagine the umbrella, yeah. the umbrella pharmaceuticals R and D department where they're like, "Got these tyrants! <laughs> they, oh, they, oh, bloody Chris Redfield! He's always escaping. What are we gonna do?" And then one guy's on the table like, what "Are we thought about making them sexier?" <laughs> and look across. Someone's gone. And then, then, I love it. There's like a little pause. There's like a little pause. Oh. Like they're gonna fire him. Then he gets a massive raise. He's doing great. <laughs> Well, it says here, including her hat and high heels, she's 2.9 metres, approximately 9 foot 6. So, you know, it depends how big the heels are, obviously, but she is one tall drink of water. Excited to run away from her. Yeah. Yeah. So there we go. It's been a week for interesting horror news. Has uh, anybody seen anything of note? Well, it's a weird one. I was like, looking through my little list of films that I've watched and I've hardly watched anything and when did we record last? Was it like Thursday or something? Yeah, that's uh, probably why we, we recorded quite late yeah, last week possibly. didn't we? Uh, okay, yeah. I watched um, uh, Stalker which is the Tarkovsky film I wouldn't say it's a horror film but it's um, surprisingly long it's like a, <laughs> it's not it's very difficult to recommend so it's about kind of a futuristic post-apocalyptic Russia uh, and there's a guy called a stalker who he's like a tour guide who takes people into what they call the zone which is like um, 
this weird place where weird things it's a bit like uh, annihilation like they go into there and they, they can't really explain like you go you, you walk around one corner and it will be completely different when you walk back around the other corner that kind of thing uh but it's three hours long it's very yeah. like te- like not tense um dreary <laughs> it's like super dreary <laughs> russian russian kind of drama uh if it, it's very like a much like a more of an art film than anything but it's um it's it's definitely one that's not going to leave me anytime soon. Um, I'm struggling to recommend it, but it's like you know when you have to eat like a big load of veg that you're not really looking forward to, a bit like that. <laughs> but afterwards, you feel <laughs> you feel much better for it. Yeah, but full of gas. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I've been a bit gassy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was that. I've seen, I recognize. You know, it's good for you. <laughs> yeah, I recognize the poster for this, but I've never. I've never oh seen yes, um, the, the the main character's head is a work of art. It's like one of the most interesting, like shaped heads oh. I've ever seen. I thought you, I you mean literally? I, again, I was thinking you were. His head is a work of art. I mean, it's a good uh, compliment to make to somebody, isn't it? Yeah, it's just yeah, it's well, it's peculiar. It's I wouldn't say like um, photorealistic art. I mean, like abstract art. Uh, like I guess it's it's, it's, a, it's a strange shape. I'll pick <laughs> up those days. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, um, other than that, I don't know. I've, I've been watching a bit more Samurai Jack. I don't think I've watched. It. I've, oh, I know. I've been playing loads of games. I've been trying to finish Mad Max before the end of the month, so I just kind of cracked on with that and got it done. You finished it, about you guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good, but I don't, without saying any spoilers. They kind of broke a cardinal rule of of, of the Mad Max character right at the end. Like uh-huh. they made he him do something. something that Mad Max never does. Oh, he does something. Yeah. Interesting. I definitely want. I still want to play it. So. Uh, yeah. The, the, the worst thing about it is the story stuff. The best stuff is just being in like a post-apocalyptic uh, okay. world, exploring. Having a you know, drive about. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Having a little drive about. What about you, Andy? Have you seen anything? Um. Like Luke, very, very little. Been uh, trying to get my head down, and do some writing over the last week or so. But I did watch a film um, just before I watched this week's film. In fact, um, we've been having little little Zoom catch ups with our friends every couple of weeks, and we do like we choose a country and we try and cook a dinner from there, oh, yeah. and yeah. then we oh, do yeah. a um, then we do a film. So a couple of weeks ago, we watched Rashomon for the first time, the you know iconic yeah. Japanese movie. That was great. This week. We were doing Iceland, and we watched a film called "Of Horses and Men." Fucking hell! <laughs> Good. Um, <laughs> I can't. Much like you and and Stalker, like I can't say I'd recommend it, but I think it's going to stick with me just because yeah. like, I just I just didn't know what to expect on no less than two occasions in that in that film. It's like a what is it called? It's, it's of horses and men. It's on. It's on Prime to rent. Um, but it's about the relationship between oh. these horses and these men on this island on ice in Iceland. I can tell you that at no less than two points in the film, I did think this horse was going to accidentally fuck this guy, but he didn't. <laughs> Spoilers. Accidentally. Well, yeah, but, um, there's a horse. There's a horse, like locked to a female horse is that what's happening there 
Yeah, and the guy's yeah, like, on the back yeah. of the horse looking very angry. But like honestly, like I can't even begin to describe <laughs> it. I spent literally an hour and a half going what what's happening? I just don't and then it, and like it's one of those films that just the things happen and then it just ends. And I'm like Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. presented as if like this like this is just this is just a week that they had. This is just a normal week and next week similar things will happen. But yeah, it's it has been interesting. <laughs> this whole this whole thing has been good. Like to see films from other countries that maybe don't have the biggest like cinema industry. That's really cool. And because we because we're all taking it in turns to choose the film, um, we've certainly seen some things that that I would ne- never normally have even thought to encounter. So it's been interesting. But so you've done Rashomon and you've done of horses and men. Of what horses and men. Done? Um, so going back a ways now, to early lockdowns. I think we oh, began okay. with something nice and simple. We did Pan's Labyrinth the first time. Oh yeah. Um, we've done one a Cuban film, which is called Chocolate and Strawberry. That was actually really good. I really enjoyed that. It's really interesting because mm. obviously don't know very much about what goes on in in Cuba. Um, we watched Parasite one of the nights because everyone except me hadn't seen it, so I threw that out there. Um, we did Lovely. Korea. Oh, lots of We've definitely done. Oh, we did um, a town called Panic, and we did French. And uh, we've done Amelie separately from a different French night. But um, yeah. yeah, it's been fun, and it's and like it really. When particularly our friend throws out a country that you don't even know if there are any films that come from there, then yeah. it's really interesting to then you do a search and find out what's around. Oh, we did um, Persepolis as well. So good. That's oh, brilliant. I watched that. The animated uh, one, is, right? Yeah, it's brilliant. Definitely watch yeah. that. Of all the things I've just said, so good. Persepolis. Okay, I've been meaning to check that out anyway. Cool. What about you, Ben? What art films have you been watching this <laughs> this week? <laughs> well, it better be dreary. Unfortunately, no art films. One that was definitely dreary. Uh, so two things really. One pretty great one not so great so i watched the documentary about the last blockbuster uh, oh, yeah. in, in existence uh rented that on youtube and it was really nice it's got like loads of um really interesting little cameos from people who have either worked in blockbusters or um just love blockbusters so, like kevin smith's in it um adam brody we've obviously mentioned a few times on this whole podcast jamie kennedy <laughs> yeah. lloyd kaufman appears and he's probably the only person who doesn't really have anything nice to say about blockbuster but for some reason they included him in <laughs> in this documentary uh, it's a pretty well-made documentary um but it's just like a nice shot of nostalgia and it kind of covers the rise and fall of the company covers all of the uh the myths and legends surrounding like why it went down like the fact that they apparently had net an offer from netflix on the table and they were going to buy them and they decided against it in like 2000 something uh which is pretty interesting but yeah um the like the magic of physical media and the routine of renting a film like on the weekend i think it was yeah. pretty commonplace for all of us so it's nice yeah. to kind of revisit and remember it do you guys have any particular fond memories of renting well, did was it always blockbuster work... or was it was it individual yeah. well, you used to work somewhere okay well, uh, in fact, no, when I was growing up as a kid, it was a place called Impact Video. But as a teenager, I worked at Burger King, 
my friend Skip worked um, like a DIY staples or something further up the way. And then there was a blockbuster where our bandmate worked. So we used to get like 10 free rentals a week. So we oh. used to every week just rent a shitload of anything. It didn't really matter what we were renting. Just grab yeah. a load and see what happens. Yeah, man. It's a different time. I remember, I remember just going into a block. Well, it wasn't a blockbuster, just like a video shop and just renting every Jackie Chan film I could find. Uh, yeah. And me and my friends just spending a whole weekend just like watching and kind of like recreating stuff in the garden. <laughs> it was yeah. uh, it was a good Ignoring time. Ignoring those those warnings not to copy Ignoring them. the we warnings, did, man. Um... Ignore the warnings. And I think I used to rent like like uh, teenage comedies and stuff. And this was the first time I saw things like American Pie and Road Trip yeah. stuff was renting from the video shop. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of like it's a lovely documentary because it kind of you remember everything. You're like, oh yeah, this was really key and poignant to me. But then it's in such a small town. Well, not even that small town actually, but just a, ta- a town called Bend in Oregon, where the last blockbuster exists. And like people are loving it. People are still going there, renting stuff. There's like new releases. Oh, it's really cool to see it still nice. going. And I'd love to go that's and visit nice. the place. And it's like a tourist hotspot as well now. Like people go there. People make long journeys across the country and some people like travel like so i think someone was saying they came from spain just to see it that's cool well, maybe we should put a maybe you guys should put a patreon tier on if we get uh, a certain amount we'll go on a trip <laughs> you imagine yeah yeah i um, mean horror movies as well obviously now we're talking, obviously this is this podcast is all about horror movies i've probably saw a lot of horror movies for the first time being rented um from the video shop not by me but like stuff that my mum had rented can i watch this no i don't think you're supposed to oh please it gotta go back tomorrow Okay, yeah, yeah. Did you know. used to? Um, uh, <laughs> my dad used to have two VCRs, so he used to record. Oh, yeah, I don't know how classic. he worked it. You record from one to the other, so you have it on videotape. Classic life. move. Classic move. Uh, yeah. No, I don't think I did that. I used to record things off of the TV, movies yeah. and movies and wrestling, and try and stop it when the adverts came on. Yeah, stay up and edit the adverts. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Go ahead, these adverts, right? Uh, yeah, so I mean, and I reckon lines come across the top, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I recommend checking it out though, like it's only it's like 90 minutes and this is pretty interesting if you've got uh interesting stuff like that. Uh, the other movie I watched yeah. was something called The Little Things, um, it's like a crime drama slash like police procedural, but it's got some big names in it. It's got Denzel Washington, Rami Malek. And Jared Leto. Um, I don't know if you guys know anything about this at all. It just came out. I think it was on. Uh, I think I've seen a poster, but that's it. Yeah, yeah. So um, I thought it sounded quite interesting. Uh, Jared Leto plays a potential serial killer. Denzel Washington and Rami Malek are like the uh, the detectives hunting him down. Um, it starts off really well, but it is a dud. Uh, <laughs> I was really interested and like invested. But it just goes downhill so quickly. Denzel Washington, it seems to be operating at about fifty percent in this movie. He's still awesome at fifty percent, but something about you just like wake what up. Mean? Not... Like he's tired. Like it just seems like he's just. I hate yeah. to say it about. I hate to say it about Denzel because I don't think I've ever said it said it about Denzel. Just feels like he's phoning it in. Rami Malek sleepwalks his way through the entire film. Not at any point does he make anything other than two different facial expressions. Might uh, actually be asleep. Yeah, exactly. Pick him up. Uh, Jared Leto 
he's doing something, but <laughs> is is it acting? But well, I just you cut it, cut him deep. The way his character looks, and the way and the, the story of his character, and what his character is doing, in comparison to his performance, are completely opposite directions. It's like uh, I've got to say, you're not selling it to me. What we, well, no, because I didn't like it. Um, Maybe so, this I mean, is the time he's gone away from his usual method, Ben. You know, normally pretend he does. You know, does all the methods. Maybe this time you listen to us saying, "Just pretend, mate." <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely don't mind Jared Leto as an actor. Like I prefer him as a musician, but I don't mind him as an actor. It, sometimes he does things where I go, "Oh, that's not the best." But this, I'm just like, am I supposed to be believing anything about this story? But it it has no cohesive story, and the final act is so inconsequential. There is no tension. There are zero stakes, and then it just ends. And you're like, it's the most probably one of the most underwhelming f- films I've ever seen with a cast as stacked as this. What's that one called again? The Little Things. Just add into my watch list. I've seen seen some reviews and they've said oh yeah you talk about the little things the little things are story plot (laughs) all these things you've forgotten about (laughs) is that a burn on level on a par with Kong no yet again (laughs) yeah there is a good line in it though that I quite liked so there's a bit where Denzel Washington is questioning Jared Leto about something and it's clear that Jared Leto is having a little bit of fun with Denzel and Denzel just like loses his rag and says, "Your dick is as hard as Chinese r- arithmetic." <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, "In what context is he saying this?" <laughs> but yeah, uh, after watching the trailer, I thought, "Oh, it looks like a quite nice little neo noir detective drama." Uh, yeah, but there's a lot of people said, "Oh, it rips off Seven. I'm like, "That is probably even saying it rips off Seven is giving it way too many plaudits. More plaudits than it deserves. So, yeah. I was Not a fan. of uh, re-watching The Book of Eli. I'm going for a post-apocalyptic mood at the minute, yeah, which is probably why Stalker uh, came onto my watch list. Uh, but The Book of Eli, that was all right, wasn't it, from what I remember? I can't really remember. I think remember it's pretty good. Much. I think I it was just, right. yeah, it was just a fine, entertaining Denzel Washington beats people up film, right? Okay. Mm. I'll be up for that. Yeah. I've not seen The Equalizer 2, which I didn't even realise was a thing until recently. So uh... I've not seen either of The Equalizers. In my world, things are still very off-kilter. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah, first one's pretty good, I think. Um, Man on Fire's good. Is it... I love yeah. Man on Fire. Man on right, Fire's yeah. great. Yeah. I like how he gets the baddies by um, just like, oh, we've got you, Creasy Bear. We're going to torture you. because ha, not if I give up on life and choose to die. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you win. Um, and just then... Um, it breathes out and just fades away. <laughs> and then uh, we also watched uh, a little thing called Psycho Gorman. You guys, uh, should we jump in? Yeah, Psycho Gorman. So this is a brand new release. This came out uh, just a week or so ago, I believe. So yeah, Jan seconds that. Yeah, and it's directed by what's the dude's name again? But we've covered one of his movies on this podcast before. We've covered The Void, uh, Stephen Kostansky. Yeah. Um, So yeah, Psycho Gorman is a 2020 Canadian science fiction. 
fantasy horror comedy film written and directed by Stephen Kostansky. Um, it stars Nita Jose Hanna and Owen Meyer as a younger brother and sister who unwittingly resurrect an ancient extraterrestrial overlord um, and get and control him into doing their bidding. Yeah. So, IMDb have this at 6.2. Critics score on Rotten Tomatoes is 90%, but I don't know if there's a huge number of reviews on there yet. Uh, 60% audience score, Letterboxd at 3.5. Couple of choice reviews. Uh, Gravity on the 1st of February wrote, it's just a lot of fun. Villains and anti-heroes straight out of Power Rangers. A lot of gore and a lot of humour. Five stars. Um, and then Alan uh, put, it's Astron 6, so the effects are good. I imagine Astron 6 are like the effects seem to do the void and all those kind of things. And it's Astron 6, so the effects are good and everything else is absolute toilet. Half a star. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking toilet. You <laughs> toilet. <laughs> You absolute toilet. <laughs> uh, yeah, we did the boy a little while ago. Um, I think my problem, I liked the aesthetic of the void, the score, the posters, the special effects, the mood and the tone. That was all very much spot on. I didn't like this. I just felt like the story was kind of lacking or, or the characters were lacking or something. I need to watch it again. It's been a while, but I don't know. I didn't really vibe with that side of it. I think you were a similar, right, Ben? Yeah. I, I think you might. So we, maybe we reviewed this a bit more. I don't know. It looks like we did this, this in early April days, right? 2017. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. It was four years ago. I think this is one of the first times we strayed off of the path of the top 50 Empire yeah. horror movies, which we were doing. Uh, yeah, I felt kind of the same. Everything about it in the build up, all the marketing, the posters, all the visuals, the trailer. Everything looked amazing. Everything looked like this is going to be absolutely badass. And it did suffer a bit from the story. Well, I say a lot, really. It just got to a point, I think, where I was checked out. It opened excellently. Like the first third, when it Mm -hmm. sets everything up with the hospital and they've got like a Hellraiser labyrinthine hospital dimension thing going on. (laughs) That stuff was really cool. But then I I think it just kind of lost its way the Mm. deeper they went into it. but yeah, so this film's about the same people. Uh, they've got like a when when that re- reviewer was saying when Gravity was saying about Power Rangers, like that's kind of spot on. Like it's uh, Power Rangers, like it's like read through Paulson and Lord. It's like Lord Zed gets his own <laughs> yeah. movie and becomes the hero of it. Um, <laughs> you never thought you wanted that before. Yeah, yeah. but this you is do. Like, um, for me, the immediate description is like this is like. If Troma was the studio that made Power Rangers. Yeah. 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 That's a good take on it, definitely. I mean, the character designs are off the chain. Like, there's there's some characters in this. There's, like, one that's, like, a... There's, like, a bucket of gore. um, And he, like, shoots (laughs) blood out of his fingers. It's got little uh, blood squirty things. And there's another one that's a brain inside a big jar. He's got these tubes coming out of his face. And then, like, little moustache tubes. And he's obviously got, like, a rubber face. Even like the good in quotes, good guys have that kind of Power Rangers, VR Troopers, Beetle Bulgs kind yeah. of vibe to them. It's like it, lizard it, people, yeah, uh, aliens, blobs, uh, sort of armored, winged archangels. Yeah, it's just a melty policeman. <laughs> oh yeah, that was super traumatic. That bit. Yeah, melty policeman. 
He just wants to die. Uh, yeah, I kind of want more from like all these characters and backstories, yeah, and yeah. Um, particularly Psycho Gorman's like allies. Well, obviously we've made to think they're his allies. Uh, there are some characters there. I was just like, there's like the uh, sort of robot dude with the parrot on his. Uh, oh, what is his oh, name? Like a season, Cassius like Three Thousand. Yeah, this was insane. There was like uh, the witch. Was it the witch? Like a Ringu something? sort of uh, Japanese yeah. one. That was terrifying. And all these, they're all very different yeah. characters. And I just kept, I wonder how they came together. Um, but also, yeah, the char- like, some... the character design was off, like, it was pretty much perfect, I think. Yeah. Like, it worked some really, of the human really characters are absolutely nuts as well. Like, the dad. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's, there's some weird stuff going on with the. Uh... I liked the dad. I just didn't think he was in the right movie. I don't know. There's yeah. something weird going on. Some, he did not slot into that, into that. Oh, the, lead, property, the leader, the leading lady, so the kid Mimi was was awesome, and she had a lot of uh, interest in her dynamic with her brother was pretty cool as well. I was I was curious about this. Borderline so, abusive. Nita, Josie, Hannah uh, play a little girl called Mimi. She's the girl who has a diamond, so she's sort of in control. She's the me in the Mac and me situation. Um, <laughs> I. Borderline couldn't stand her. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I had a I had a feeling because I, I I don't have any kids or anything, so I'm not used to uh, I, kids. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like as an actress, I've got a lot of respect for her because I think she's pretty awesome and she was believable as that. But as a character, borderline abusive to her brother. But also there were like a few moments which are supposed to be like heartfelt, and I was a bit like, what? She's yeah. being horrible to him. Or like there was a moment where it was supposed to be heartfelt and I was like, she hasn't even actually apologised. For yeah. God's sake. So I felt for I the brother in that stage. I, yeah. I'm with you. I could probably... I by and large liked the character. I thought that it was um, clearly like when they were writing it, they put all the best lines into, into Mimi's character and she plays it so very well. I think... When it comes to overall arc, you could have dialed back a little bit or had to redeem the relationship with the brother slightly more in a slightly yeah. more heartfelt way, in the same way that maybe yeah. Psycho Gorman himself learns a lesson. But by and large, I think with this, you've got a a young actor that's got a promising career with 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 roles to come, I'd imagine. Because yeah. she certainly does that character in a memorable way, whether you yeah. liked it or hated it. That that girl and I imagine the actress is this, the same have so much confidence that I just don't understand how a person can have that much confidence at that age. Like she goes she... home at night and cries into her pillow. <laughs> you know, it's all an act. It's all an act, and she can't. Oh, well, keep hopefully, it up. because so <laughs> well, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> don't understand acting otherwise. Go yeah. on. <laughs> just pretend um, lads come on <laughs> her brother Owen Meyer um, who is, gets abused he's the older brother not the younger brother I think he's older he's bigger anyway he is um, he's big. I've just realised Luke that's why you don't like her because the kid's name is Luke and she's mean to him oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well there you go yeah um, the, I think the brother did really well as well he's a charming little actor he, he kind of a bit of a uh, a milk toast sort of character, like he's there to be abused. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
And then uh, who else we got? Michael Ninaber is Psycho Gorman. Uh, Psycho Gorman like played Note Perfect pretty much, right? I think he he played that role of evil. Yeah. Evil. Yeah. Power was, Rangers villain. Totally ridiculous, but it just worked, didn't it? Uh, yeah. Like all of his dialogue was great. His backstory stuff was awesome. Um, and and even like. I believed his arc, you know, his character arc of going from uh, homicidal maniac to still a homicidal maniac, but but one who's, especially when he gives people, uh, when he gives his enemies a warrior's death as well, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Who else got here? Adam Brooks is Greg. I'm guessing that's the dad. That's the dad. I don't know. It's a strange guy, that guy. <laughs> in a good yeah. way. Like he's idiosyncratic. But I just didn't buy the the mum and dad relationship. Alex is handsy plays the mum. It was a bit weird. Especially because they essentially, like, I don't know, they kind of added some extra drama that wasn't really there. Like, this seems the first. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Up in the movie, they were like, like tight, like two peas in a pod. But yeah. then there was suddenly like she was going to kill him or something. <laughs> and yeah. like, I don't so know what happened. Like, you're lazy, and then they must have said the word lazy like 25 times after that, just to really drive it home that she yeah. that he was being accused of being lazy. Uh, yeah, so it did get a bit. I don't know. Just I, to I manufacture think I... that conflict a little bit, so you yeah. can put <laughs> yeah. the family into yeah. sides. But, yeah. like that, but yeah. the guy was very, very funny. Got to say. He had some great lines. What was the uh, bit near the start where the girl is like, if any monsters do come, can you tell them to eat Luke first? Yeah, and he said, not as harsh, but, uh, but okay. I've got to respect that. Yeah, pretty good. Um, I don't know who asked these people. Kristen McCallick's not credited here. I'm guessing she might be the, uh, uh, the good warrior person. Not too sure. Oh, like who the angel robot lady yeah. becomes. Was she... Hmm. Who the angel robot lady cut when she becomes someone? Was she, like, dubbed? 
because every, every time she was talking, I was like, it seems like they've dubbed her voice because it was very strange. Like it, there's something about it. It felt even more Power Rangers to me, like with bits. Were bits they, like this. yeah, were they like maybe making it have like an ethereal quality, or it could be yeah, like you say, because they yeah. dub all the Power Rangers stuff because it is primarily footage from like an old Japanese show, right? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if that was a, a, a something they did on purpose or something that was kind of. By the way, this might be a dumb question, but what do you call that genre of like TV, like Power Rangers stuff that was like a Japanese TV show that they kind of retrofitted to be a, a Western TV show? VR Troopers, Master Rider, Beetleborgs, Power Rangers. They, they must have a a genre. Of... Oh, they are. Is it, is it all oh, Kamen Rider stuff, or is that just one of the one of the variants? I don't know. Uh, so I've got down here. Sentai is a subgenre involving a team of superheroes, Task Force, Squadron, or Sentai. So it seems like a subgenre of Tokusatsu, which must be something like about a team of superheroes. <laughs> Somewhat weird in Japanese. Tokusatsu. Yeah, <laughs> I guess this is one of the things, right? Because this is this is the anxiety I have going into this episode. I think. The last couple of films we've done have played it very straight, and you know, you know, they, they play it very straight. But then, because of their age or just things about them, we've had things to riff on and have some fun with. It's very hard with this film because obviously it is completely bonkers and off the walls. So here we are talking about what is that genre that Power Rangers all into? <laughs> yeah, I think it is Tokusatsu. Um... I wonder if there's any like more serious ones because they're all kind of cheesy for kids in that. But it'd be interesting to see if there's any, you know, adult ones. Giver, I guess, um, might be there. Yeah, I would imagine that, like in Japan, where they all come from originally, because quite a lot like of things like that. Even if you look within the space of, you know, when you're buying your, you know, your graphic novels, your mangas, and everything in Japan, like there is such a greater range of genres you know there are entire sections that are purely about like teenage drama and romance and things like that so the, yeah i'd imagine that these type of shows have a similar feel to it where there are there's more range in the genre it's not necessarily all kids programs yeah interesting hmm. um yeah so i guess um the, the film starts with um the siblings having a game of crazy ball in the in the back garden it's like a it's like a homemade game the the rules are kind of so complicated to be ludicrous um i really liked it because they, they added like the like the lead guitar solo bits and sound effects that you would find in a in a big boss fight in one of those those tv programs in a tokusatsu yeah. um yeah mini mini mimi wins right she, yeah. yeah, she gets him on the switcheroo. Right. Yeah. Switcheroo. <laughs> she wins and then forces him to dig. So he's Luke's got to dig a hole. Is there he any digs real a one massive I, hole? The, the winner <laughs> in is going to become champion of the universe, and the loser is buried alive. Then he loses. Ah, yeah, so. yes. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So, what do they find? Uh, a glowing gem. Uh, which Mimi gets to keep because she won, and that's just right. That's just fair. 
Um, and then the next morning, I don't want to say yeah, the parents. They removed the crystal. Um, they removed the crystal, and randomly she gets the sequence right that will have opened it and releases it. Um, and then don't they think that it doesn't it start opening? So they bury it and then run in. And this yeah. is where we get the first bit of the parents dynamic, like you're saying, Luke, where where you know you already mentioned they said, oh, if they if the monsters come, will you make sure they eat Luke first? And the brother's like, oh, are there any? Is there such a thing as monsters and the dad? Like, it's like, in many ways, son, people people are the real monsters. So, <laughs> yes, monsters are real. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, uh, the next day, uh, it might be that, that night, the Psycho Gorman go and kill some people that night. Yeah, he goes out and they, he goes into, like, the... Um, like a warehouse where he eventually is later on. There are some burglars there, so you can kill some random guys for talking but they've just robbed a guy and Psycho Gorman comes in and just smashes these guys to custard. He kills two of them, like explodes them, and then he curses the third guy to live forever. They're yeah. like a weird trio of guys here. And there's like two young guys and just some <laughs> random ancient hobo dude. Yeah. They were like they admit to like have killed a man earlier that earlier that night. And stole his yeah. photo frame. So it's okay if that if they get killed. Yeah, it's absolutely fine. <laughs> yeah, they're disposable. Um, that guy he kills, he he curses. Um, I really like the special effects for that, where he, he obviously wasn't a real body. It was like a mannequin, but decorated really well, and the eyeballs were constantly rolling, yeah. <laughs> as if he was constantly in pain. <laughs> yeah, horrific. Um, uh, yeah. So yeah, and so the next day after that, Mimi and Luke notice well first of all the, the parents are trying to get them to fill in the hole aren't they <laughs> yeah and they're um, like voting i think that i think that dad should do it and it's like oh that's totally totally like i i really like that you've dug this hole really good work totally unacceptable there you're gonna have to fill it in yeah. and then <laughs> yeah. they sort of give the dad some grief they have no respect for him and then he goes all right i'll bury the hole then he goes oh my hand and he's like faking an injury clearly yeah. so they, they have to dig it up but I think the kids are immediately aware that someone has come out of the hole, a monster. There's some big claw marks in the in the mud, isn't there? Yeah. They notice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, they they pretty much follow a trail out of out of their garden towards where the old shoe factory is. Um and they find I'm so, I was surprised Psycho Gorman was still there, just chilling. I thought he'd be off about his business conquering uh, the universe conquering yeah. the universe just, but he decided to chill in the old shoe factory all night uh so yeah he obviously introduces himself as the archduke of nightmares uh which is pretty cool yeah he uh, has no he, name but that's what some call him some call me the archduke of nightmares that's a nickname he's given himself that yeah is, <laughs> that he wants to catch on like cobra yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> um yeah, they quickly learn that they can with the with the diamond that they took from him, they can control him. Yeah, um, I think they make she, Mimi makes him telekinetically spin Luke around in the in the air. Yeah. Um, the there's too much. It's too dangerous, I think, to get a guy like him to do your bid, and especially like spin my brother around. Yeah, because he could take that in any way. He could go wish master yeah. with that and go. I'll spin him. Because at a point, 
at a point later on, he tells Psycho, she tells Psycho Gorman to kill her brother. And then after a couple of seconds, she goes, oh, no, actually, wait, I'm only joking. But he could have, done that he could have instantly, instantly acted and like just popped his head off. And you'd be like, yeah. OK, it didn't mean that. I feel like Mimi has got no true understanding of the power she holds in this gem. She gets him to like, oh, go over there. And spin that guy around because yeah. that's and, where yeah. they first begin, isn't it? It is right because they. It must be the evening when they go over there. And it's like right, you sit there, and we'll be back for you tomorrow. And you just have to sit on the chair overnight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah um, good, wouldn't you? And this is where I think the the actor that plays Psycho Gorman is good because he plays it entirely straight. And this is great. He's doing all these ridiculous things, like when they're first talking to him, they're she's making him like jog on the spot or stand on one leg or clap his hands and he's just there saying I'm, I'm gonna kill you like <laughs> I'm gonna kill you I will bathe in your blood I will you should be terrified because I'm gonna take over your planet and all that stuff and she's just like jog on the spot yeah, yeah. that was that's like where this film had a bit of magic to it like that mixture of like really dark when they first meet the parents he's like I'm gonna kill you I'm going to kill you. And they're like laughing and stuff. And he's like, I'm going <laughs> yeah. to kill you. He's like, well, they, such a joker. He's not. <laughs> when, they <laughs> when they introduce you. their friend to him as well, he goes like, uh, what does he say to him? He says like, See oh, you yeah. like uh, it's better now you're in it. So being, it'd be better if you were dead. <laughs> yeah, it'd be better <laughs> if you were dead. really and he, petulant. And he just goes, okay, <laughs> see you later. <laughs> the friend gets absolutely done dirty, doesn't he? Oh, Alistair. <laughs> Alistair, oh, we'll come yeah. to it, I know, but he gets done dirty. <laughs> um, and this is where they do, they also do like the name workshopping as well. When he's like insistent, it's like, I don't have a name. She's like, oh, we'll call you. And it's like, you know, Mr. Murder and things like that. And he's like, no, no. <laughs> and then they obviously yeah, come no, up with. Archduke of Nightmares is fine. Uh, but yeah, they come up with Psycho Goreman, which is pretty good they're insisting yeah. on pg for sure but i think psycho gorman's got a certain PG something for sure works as a really good joke in the trailer at the end when it said pg rated 13 or whatever it said <laughs> <laughs> it's a really nice little joke um yeah PG, i like it psycho gorman pg um yeah i, don't know, I can't wrap it so i guess we introduced to the planetary alliance pretty quick like yeah. the, the good yep. guys Essentially, this is where we go up to them and look at them in like a very this is a heavy Power Rangers bit, right? Where you've got all yeah. of these these different wacky aliens, mostly in like prosthetic costumes, right? I don't think there's any, yeah, all of them, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so you can like tell they don't, the lizard they don't dude. yeah, they haven't quite nailed the um, the Power Rangers level of Tokusatsu moving mouse. Because yeah. they're all talking, but the mouths aren't really moving. <laughs> yeah, the mouths are all over the place, especially with the uh, uh, what's her name, Pandora. Yeah, the uh, that, that's 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 a little bit dodgy. Um, but apart from that, I mean, the effects look really good. Like, there's a lizard guy, head in a jar, dude, couple of aliens, petulant the, twats. The, br- the brain in the jar guy was. Uh, He's so good. He looks so good. He looked a bit like um, what's that Muppet? He just that like, says. Beaker. Is a beaker. Oh, yeah, beaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beaker. <laughs> My favourite bit yeah. with the brain is um, it's in this scene actually when Pandora calls forth, like she's oh, what lives on this planet are like our humans. So now bring me a human. And the woman just appears and she immediately cubes her, like yeah. puts her into like yeah. a like a flesh cube. 
so she can. I, I assume so she can then turn into a human. But yeah, because she like it is like utterly, licks it or whatever on her face. Is it or is it not utterly redundant that she takes the form of a human? Because when when she's a human, she when she goes to planet Earth, she goes to like the police, but then continues talking like Pandora and like basically an making out making out that she's an alien and she's yeah. been here come here to, to kill Psycho Gomez. She's not trying to blend just, in. At all, it's, it's just a fun scene. Yeah. But the mo- the best part yeah. about it is when she cubes that woman. There's like just literally like a split second where the sort of aristocratic, very like superior, like alien guy, because the because the brain in the jar has no eyelids, he covers the glass over. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be scared. The heart's still beating in that fleshy cube, though. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. but we're supposed to believe these people are the good guys, but they're homicidal maniacs as well. Well, Pandora is. She's um, a, a Templar or something like. There's a race of people who who kind of want to rule, want the, the universe to be ruled by her strict uh, fundamentalist yeah. religion or whatever. So they, so they imprisoned PG, um, like a long time ago, I guess, after defeating him and the gem, which was. The source of his power, they used it to imprison him. How did they get to planet Earth? I don't even really remember how they, how just, he ended up on planet Earth. Didn't we talk about them putting him on Earth? They just they said in like the crawl at the beginning that they were just they buried him on like an out of the way planet, and yeah. we're assumed to believe that this civilization is ages old because when if we go back a little, when PG kills those people, the burglars, he's like, oh, in a couple of millennium, you might be decent opponents, but now. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So we know that these people are on the way. Meanwhile, when um, they've gone and abused him a little bit more, PG has used the television to summon his allies, his like paladins of pain, mm. to come and to come and rescue them on Earth. And another great little line here where he describes it like the gem that gives my power is in you know some. Stupid meat children. <laughs> <laughs> TV starts bleeding when he's communicating with them as well, doesn't it? Yeah, and yeah, it's continued yeah. to bleed until later. <laughs> yeah. Now that you uh, mention uh, Alistair's performance, where he just says, "Okay, I would it would be better if you were dead." Okay. <laughs> that's a pretty. That's a pretty great little performance. So the next yeah. morning, the, Alistair, they take Alistair to meet Psycho Gorman. They're like, "Tell us the story, Psycho Gorman." Um, and then he tells them about Guy Gax. He was like a slave, slave race on a planet to the Templar people. Found the gem, and he kind of stitches it into his chest. Um, and then he becomes powers. Yeah. And he just went mad and just was killing, going across various different planets, murdering everybody. Uh, yeah, terrifying stuff. I liked all the flashback special effects. All the flames were kind of. Definitely not really, not really there. I <laughs> superimposed, but it it works. Like you tell us all built there, yeah. on a little soundstage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love these little bits as well because he does this story, which you actually get a full flashback for. But then, throughout the rest of the scenes of the movie, there's another couple of times when he starts telling a new one, but Mimi yeah. finds none of them interesting at all, and is like, "Shut up! Stop telling yeah. that boring story." This one was like, it reminds me of the time I was riding across the Rainbow Bridge, and, and like it shows literally about a second of him like flying on this bike through space. Boring. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Uh, so uh, they take him back to the house like around about now, and uh, their parents see him. Yeah, don't they? They're meeting. You're right. She and takes they... him takes him back to the house because Alistair is coming round for tea or something like that. And yeah. in the bit of dialogue, it's clear that Mimi fancies Alistair. And it's like, um, well, I'm going to go and can we go and play video games after the dad has cooked some terrible food? It's like, oh, can we go and play video yeah. games? And Mimi's like, are you sure you wouldn't rather come and like throw ba- basketballs at Luke with me? And it's like, oh, really, really wants to play some fids. Um, so she's bored. So goes and fetches Psycho Gorman like round to the house. <laughs> yeah, that's and when how does he end uh, the up parents are like, screaming. Getting what's her? How does Alistair end up getting transformed and why? Because I might have missed this. She kind of says. She just says, like, uh, I can after make the parents you, are screamed. Make... Yeah, he just like, yeah. says, I once I once used my, my magic to make the princess of so and so fall in love with someone. Do you yeah. want me to do that? And he's like, She's Mimi's. Yeah, he goes, Okay. And he just, as a result, turns him into a brain. Turns him into a giant brain. Yeah, there's no no one says, well, that's not what I want. They kind of everyone just everyone in this movie just accepts that that's him now. They just yeah, yeah. He talks still like Alistair, talk a little kid, and he walks on these like tiny tentacle feet and stuff, (laughs) and he's got big googly eyes. Yeah, he looks in constant pain now. He looks like oh god, (laughs) maybe he's not. Yeah, yeah. Imagine if your brain was out all the time though, and you were a brain, you get grit in it, wouldn't you? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a good, it's a good point. It is a good point. I never thought about it, but yeah. <laughs> and then we get like uh, a big, what's the word? Like, I like a montage. Montage. Yeah. Oh, the musical, the yeah. musical, musical montage moment. Yeah. Of like, so like cool. oh, yeah. different yeah. outfits and playing the drums. doing different things. Playing the oh yeah, playing the drums. That's it. I'm the heckin' best. That song. Yeah, yeah, I'm the, I'm the heckin' best. Basically, Billy Idol, isn't it? I'm the heckin' I'm pretty sure it's that. Yeah. Yeah. Rebel, Don't... it was Rebel Yell. It's this. There's no. Yeah. There's no, there's no arguing it. It's Rebel Yell. So. Uh... <laughs> um. Yeah, it's lots of little bits here. Um, they go to a fast food restaurant, I think. They go to fast food restaurant, and again, this I think this is when. This is when he's telling more stories, and this is just like, no, shut up, I'm not interested. Yeah, like Scoffing burgers and stuff as well. Yeah, and that's when he yeah. talks about the the warrior's death. It's the greatest honor to be eaten. <laughs> it's funny because only he seems to think that. Like everyone, he sort of gives the on the warrior's yeah. death to her. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but um, we we have that little scene in the restaurant, and then we're joined with them. Is this when Mimi and Luke explain Crazy Ball to Psycho Gorman, who at the moment is dressed as Alan Grant from, from Jurassic Park? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dressed as Alan Grant from Jurassic Park? What? Yeah. Oh, this one, the cops thing up. They've been clothes shopping as well, haven't they, as part of the montage? Like the mom has got involved and they've been clothes shopping and all that other stuff. But yeah, this is when the cops turn up while they're playing. Um, they're playing crazy ball and they shoot at Psycho Gorman um, and then he blocks them only to then realise that he should have just let the bullets hit the kids. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. like, oh, I should have let those hit you. <laughs> what are those police officers doing? How, what, why do those police officers turn up as well? It's pretty random, right? 
I guess like someone just reported a giant monster man playing ball. <laughs> but when he's but in the montage when he's walking around, a lot we see one or two people that. say yeah, nice Halloween right. costume. Yeah. So oh, he explodes that kid's head for saying. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that was a passive moment no, I can't no repercussions why, <laughs> no repercussions nice Halloween costume <laughs> yeah but yeah, yeah this is when he comes up and again oh, this is what just gets me with this movie like in this moment again plays it so straight and it's funny but you could imagine a film that took itself seriously it would have this type of language and it's like oh you know uh, law dealers, you don't, you don't protect, you know, you protect your planet world. And he melts that man in that very Tromerish scene, yeah. where a policeman just gets melted into like a weird zombie character because he gives him <laughs> all of the knowledge. So he doesn't melt him with like oh, an attack. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He fills him with knowledge about his history and melts him. He <laughs> <laughs> becomes fused to his gun as well. Yeah. You can't stop just randomly shooting. Oh, yeah. right? You can't stop yeah. shooting. He never needs to reload. He's just constantly, constantly <laughs> shooting, trying to kill himself. <laughs> yeah. Kill me. Yeah. And These then the other cup. Uh, I realised that just... all the, all the, some of the effects remind me a bit of like Guar and Lordy yeah. as well, like the bands, yeah. um, which yeah. I kept getting sort of vibes of throughout this because they're a little bit more gruesome, I guess, than like Power Rangers stuff, aren't they? Just a tad. Yeah. Yeah. No one's, no one's punching putties here. <laughs> no, no parties. Um, uh, yeah, the other cop is like terrified beyond belief and can't get drives a back, runs back to the uh, police station. Um, did it, did it play a game of of crazy ball here? I'm not too sure. I'm not sure if they did. I'm not sure if they did play or whether they just get interrupted. Oh no, he does. He goes back and they trying to play again, and she's like, "So now I'm, I'm going to have to explain it again now because that zombie's there." Yeah. And um, <laughs> oh, yeah. like, she explains the rules. He goes, "Oh, do you understand?" And he like goes, <laughs> and it's like, he says, "I see, he understands." Why don't you get it? He's like, "He's just telling you what he wants, to, what you want to hear." Um, but, uh, I think we maybe have missed a bit with um, Psycho Gorman going into because Mimi eats Luke's cr- uh, chips, yes, his French yeah. fries. So know. Psycho Gorman go- meets him in a dream, and it's like zombies attacking him in the dream. He can only meet them um, in the nightmares, right? Yeah. Nightmare realm. He, he, he wants Luke to... He says, Luke, your sister's a bit of a bitch to you. Why don't you give me the stone and then uh, I'll, you can live as my pet or something. Um, and then it, he says, <laughs> I can't do that. Uh, I went stitch from my so sister I, up. Yeah. And he says, what do we do now? And he goes, well, we just wait. And he's like, these zombies crawling <laughs> towards the bed. Yeah, yeah, we just <laughs> wait till the end. We wait till you wake up. Awkward. <laughs> he yeah. just stands there in silence while these zombies crawl towards him. So they're trying to introduce a little bit of conflict between Luke and Mimi at this stage. Yeah. Um, but like the introduction of it's fine, but I just don't know if it goes in any direction, any logical direction, or if it's I, tr- truly resolved. I get the conflict between Luke and Mimi. It's the mum and the dad stuff that didn't, that seems to come out of nowhere in a minute um, as we go. Um, but like, yes, they have they they have or do not have a game of of crazy ball, and then they're walking back. When I guess Luke and obviously you just shared the bit about where he says, "Oh, Mimi's always mean to you." This is the bit as they're walking back that she tells Psycho Gorman to kill Luke, and then yeah. she's like, "Ah, not really." Um, 
And he sort of looks yeah. a bit, oh, okay. Yeah. Don't take that piss. Don't do that. I'd just be like, come on. Yeah. I'll have some sort this of agreement where that's not done. The, the cup zombie, uh, he gives Thingy like a Valentine's card and she opens it and it says, please kill me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How did he get? I mean, we don't need to know, but how did he get that? How did he write it? There's so many funny bits around this bit. Like things are getting very violent around him now. Like that cop is shooting off constantly. Luke obviously seems very concerned or increasingly concerned, but Mimi has no care at all. Uh, this is where like all the bad guys turn up as well. Um, I can't, I can't remember the guy's name. Dark screen. Dark screen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they um, themselves are actually we we find out here that they're glad Psycho Gorman is gone, and now they all take it in turns to be the ruler of their yeah. moon where they live. Yeah. They've got it um, set pretty much, haven't they? Yeah. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So this is when they get into a big scrap, but Psycho. <laughs> Well, I think they said they're gonna we're gonna destroy you, Psycho Gorman, and they're just kind of hitting him like pitifully. Yeah, they're just bashing him, but he's not allowed. Maybe won't let him fight back, so he just lies there until he apologizes for being. What What does he have to apologize for? Does he try to snatch the stone or something? No, he tries to get them to kill them. Oh yeah, he says kill kill them, kill them. Yeah, and she's like, can't believe he did that. Uh, so yeah, so when he does apologize, which he does. What does he say? I'm truly well, sorry. First he, yeah, first she says he just says sorry. She says, oh, I don't believe it. You've got to do a real when you like when your mom does that when you when you're a kid. You say yeah. sorry, not, and you have to really mean it, which means you have to say you're yeah. sorry in a sad sadder voice. <laughs> you're not sorry. You want to done it. I hated my daddy to say that because then you couldn't win. Like you, there's no way you could apo- win the apology at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but the so, uh, psycho government gets his powers back properly and starts scrapping. Um, it's good. One one of the effects that I really like that he did was when someone gets hit by a blade, there's like uh, sparklers or something that shoot off of the the wound. If that makes sense, that used to happen in Power Rangers a lot. That was very yeah. Power Rangers, like yeah. when you, you get like sparked when you get hit by a sword. But this is where I know you guys mentioned at the top. There's some really good character design here. There's yeah, the, the big. Gore, like a big washing machine full of bones is good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's the person that's like a tree with like a rose in their heart that he pulls oh, out. Oh yeah. He's got like gravestones as well that he just hits yeah. hits people. I mean it's all really interesting like the workshopping yeah. on those character design is it's it's far beyond the amount of screen time that each of them has. Yeah. 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 I think that like I would like to have some artwork with all of them on, like, or yeah. like some action figures or something. They're yeah. they're too good a character design just to have been in this film for five minutes. <laughs> These definitely lend themselves well to like, if this was this would be one of those things, you know, like when 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 we were kids, you could get like aliens action figures. You know, those action figures yeah. totally in like the the source material is completely inappropriate for kids that have toys. This would be this would be it now. Like, love an action figure of the uh, Paladins of Pain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Paladins of Pain is what they're called. I think it's something along that, right? Those is generals. Yeah, it's like Paladins of Paladins of Obsidian, apparently. Okay. Yeah. So 
So yeah, that's pretty cool. So how does he kill them? I kind of prefer Paladins of Pain there. Yeah, me too. Um, (laughs) There you go. We've got we've got a note for him. (laughs) He takes the heart out of. He takes the rose out of the tree one's heart and crushes it. Um, Chops the witch's head off because that's okay for a minute. Yeah. yeah, like she magics him and almost tears his head off, but then he puts it back on and then blasts her head off with with like yeah. his magic. Um, what does he do to Cassius? He... Oh, he opens like a vortex in the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, right. oh, looking, looking there, like you'll see the true darkness is inside ourselves, and he's like. <laughs> Oh, I do see it, and he's like, "See, and now you've learned a lesson." And then a massive hand just comes out and smashes yeah. his head, <laughs> like rips his face <laughs> off. Oh yeah. <laughs> he kills the policeman who also puts the boot in on him. He just does. He get like some big sticks off one of the others he's killed and uh, just yeah, jabs them in his eyes. eyes. Yeah, those eyes are wanting to be jabbed though. Yeah. Um, and I think Dark Screen gets the warrior's death, right? Yeah, he eats him. That's the, yeah, like earlier, like he says, it's an honor. But every time he gives someone that honor, they're like terrified, <laughs> trying to get away. It's His so mouth funny. gets ridiculously wide. He's just there and screaming. Mimi's like, look, like the only one who doesn't seem bothered. Everyone else is like looking away. She's just like cool. <laughs> this is when he yeah. walks away. Just like he's like, you children have seen terrible things. They will, they will haunt you forever and eventually drive you mad. Well, let's go. <laughs> yeah. But um, after he gives in the warrior's death, he ends up like, is he like poisoned by him or something? Yeah, they've, yeah, you know, they they've poisoned their blades or something. Yeah, they've, yeah. They've, yeah. they've put his blood, they've treated the blades with his blood and it's like a curse. So yeah, like yeah, he's yeah. Um, he's dying. Okay. Damn. So, they, so yeah, this they is when their... you go back to Damn, the house. This is when Susan yeah. and Greg, the mum and dad, suddenly start to hate each other. <laughs> Yeah. How does when the dad's on the toilet and the face keeps popping <laughs> That's it? so good. Because, <laughs> yeah, the mum and dad have had a row about him being lazy. So then he goes to the toilet, like, doing those things. You know, you, like, have the perfect comeback to an argument after after it's over. And, like, yeah. it's pointed out that the dad is no good. He doesn't really do anything. And he's, like, he's sitting on the toilet going, well, Susan... Like I've got an English degree. How about how's that for nothing? <laughs> and yeah. then Psycho Gorman's screaming face appears. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. terrifying. Um, um, and they they need the dad to come and collect them. Yeah. yeah. So he's asking for help. He goes and collects uh, the kids with Psycho Gorman, brings them back to the house where um, what's her name in her human form. Is yeah, waiting. She's she's arrived there, having been to the police station. Um, the policeman that didn't get turned into a zombie has gone back there, and he's there recounting the story. Um, she walks in in her human form. So Pandora comes in the human form and says, "Oh, has anyone seen anything usual?" And the guy on the desk's like, "Nah, nothing, nothing like that around <laughs> here." And then the other policeman are literally just behind it. Have you not listened to this? T- <laughs> um, and then. Again, this is what you were saying, Ben. Completely uncovers that she was an alien by immediately like just absorbing all the information from his head and like yeah. glitching him out, and we assume killing him, I guess, because it didn't look nice. No, didn't look pleasant. Yeah. Um, so when the dad and Luke, Psycho Gorman and Mimi get back to the house, 
Pandora is with the mum. Yeah, she's Luke... just out the house. Um, yeah. And convinces Luke gets out of the car and says, basically, I'm going to kill Psycho Gorman. He's too weak to fight at this point. He's lying in the back of the flatbed. Um, says, oh, um, Luke gets out of the car and goes and stands with them. But um, this is when the mum has another go at, at Greg and says, like, for once in your life, you don't actually have to do anything. All you have to do is, like, get out of the way. And he's like, oh, I would like to do that. Maybe I'm too lazy. <laughs> yeah, oh, he just... <laughs> he just runs a bit, doesn't he? I'm offended by that, and I'm just going to keep saying it over and over again. <laughs> and he and he goes off, and they they're heading back to the shoe factory with with Psycho Gorman. Um, and this is where we have like kind of a split scene between back at the shoe factory. Psycho Gorman reveals that the only way to save him is to give him his crystal back, um, and he promises not to kill Mimi or their family if they do. Meanwhile, um, back at the family's home, the mom is given like some squash by Pandora. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much just squash, isn't it? It's like, like a blue squash. So probably some <laughs> panda pop or something. Yeah, it's yeah. going to turn her into a like a robot warrior. Um, and this is where we get another one of my favourite. This is the dad has some quality lines. He would slot perfectly into a sitcom. Where he's like talking to Mimi, and that you know, this is when he's saying, like, I promise I won't kill you if you give us the gem back. And dad says, You know, once <laughs> oh, yeah. I was a boy, there was a man, and he said, He came to me outside school and asked if I wanted to look in his van and look at his baseball cards. And I went to that van, and you know what happened? Saw some brilliant baseball cards. <laughs> yeah. He got to the back of the van <laughs> and showed me his huge. <laughs> Collection, collection of baseball cards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you just take a chance on something, then it will always see you right. <laughs> and then maybe has like a preparation scene Great where advice. she's like praying to God and she's like, dear God, I'm making a big decision. I want you to help. Shall I wear which of these sunglasses am I going to wear? Actually, I already know. So fuck you. And then breaks the cross. Breaks a crucifix. <laughs> Controversial, but yeah. I like it. Yeah, can't cancel Mimi. She just does what she wants. Exactly. Um, yeah. And I'll then, be honest. So this from here, it kind of goes off the rails a bit for me. Like, yeah. the big, so it's the final scene fight. that you lose it in. Yeah, the when they start playing crazy ball. I don't know. It just the seems fact, to Peter. The fact that all of the stuff we've seen in like the flashbacks and all these different characters we've seen, the fact that the finale essentially takes place in the same place as it started, just feels like a little bit smaller scale for me. I don't know. I know what you mean. I, I imagine that's probably budgetary stuff. But yeah, I feel like they could have, it could have got a bit more ground. I mean, I was kind of, I mean, I know, I don't know how they would have done this. Maybe this was out of scope. But I would have liked to see them go giant. Like that's, yeah. like to yeah. kick around some yeah. models or something. Um, or have them, I would have still gone with the crazy ball thing, but you would have done it at like city yeah. scale. And have them all grow giant and be smashing over yeah. cardboard buildings. Because I mean, yeah, and they'll be using something man. else instead of a ball. Like they'll be using like I don't know, a bus, something that's big and yeah, something like that. Yeah, because Psycho Gorman does go big at the end, but like in a, we don't really see much of it, do we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. Oh, by the way, Luke has the um, Luke has the gem. He having stolen it from from Mimi. Um, so yeah, as you implied, they. 
say they're going to have a game of crazy ball to see whether um, Psycho Gorman will live or die. And it comes down yeah. to the old switcheroo once again. Um, and Mimi rises to the occasion, punches Luke in the stomach, and they've won. Um, See, at this point, I don't believe that Luke would, would be on the other team. I feel like yeah, having him on the other team mean, felt yeah. a little bit odd. It was a bit like, bit well, forced. he's not a bad guy, surely. A bit forced, yeah, where they tried to like put some sort of conflict in between the siblings just yeah. to have him on the other team at the end. When having those four against the two Pandoras... Well, even though one of them's their mum, would have kind of been fine as well. Yeah. Again, the mum being a bad person, I, I prefer. I don't know that there's something that, like it didn't quite fit in with the rest of the movie. The rest of the movie, it felt like a quite a family movie, like where the family's unit's quite tight. Um, sibling rivalry is all fine and good, but I don't think they should have turned the son and the mum into all-out bad guys at the end, or all-out good boy, good guys, but on the wrong side. Maybe the mum had been Temple of Doomed by that blue squash, though. Yeah. It's yeah. Potential. Made it go funny. You need a little boy to tell her that, that they love her, <laughs> and then they'll get better. Or, did yeah. he burn, or, did, or is it burning him with a torch that makes him, something makes him better? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not too sure. I think there could have been a better, a better way around yeah. these final scenes. Mm, but... Yeah. But I, I think I agree there, yeah. Yeah. Um uh, so how how does it end? So they, I think they have a proper scrap at the end anyway, they, don't they? Pandora they then, and... Yeah, Pandora having despite having lost at Crazy Ball, um Psycho Gorman gets the crystal back and gets his power back, but she's there with a, like a heavenly sword and is like, Ah, but you've got nothing to fight me with. So he oh, makes yeah. a sword by ripping bits off her and making <laughs> it so by the time they actually get into the sword fight, she's already quite fucked. Um yeah. And then they have a sword fight. Psycho Gorman wins, but um, having promised that the family can live, he just opens like a portal and goes to about his business. But he does realise that he is he's learned an important lesson, which is about the power of love, which he will now use to destroy <laughs> the universe. <laughs> yeah, that's a good bit. He gave uh, Pandora a warrior's death as well. Just yeah. ate her at the end. Yeah, um, delicious. Yeah, I, I really liked that. Evil kind of wins, <laughs> yeah. Like, and, also, and even like Mimi is still quite kind of evil in a lot of ways. Like, I really liked that kind of irreverent take on it. Yeah, I yeah. especially love that he's like, and I won't kill your family. But then he just like teleports, not to like far away. He just goes to another city in Earth and starts destroying. <laughs> yeah. Well, here on the Wikipedia it says it's their time. Watch as he begins to destroy their time. Yeah, <laughs> so... and they're like okay with it. They're like hugging and. Never let this town anyway. <laughs> and they take Dad, yeah. the Greg, off to the hospital because he has broken his hand. Yeah, again to the hospital. Uh, By high-fiving like Psycho Gorman. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like a post-credits bit. I think we see the Planetary Alliance again saying, "Could we kill ourselves before Psycho Gorman gets here?" Oh, oh I, yeah. think I caught the. I think I. I thought I. Did you stick around for the rap, Andy? Yeah, no, like no, 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 no. oh no! It, I, oh, PG oh, for sure. <laughs> like it was a proper rap that like kind of a rap summed, that summarised the plot. Of the yeah, film. very, very nineties. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm gonna have to look. I'm, I'm gonna have to look that up. That. I was watching it quite late after the bloody horses and men. So when oh, it, yeah. it does that, I gotta <laughs> yeah. get to sleep. What, what a double double feature! 
there. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've got some name game for you guys, if you're ready. Oh, yes. Always ready. Okay, so for, for new listeners, I'm going to describe a film I watched. So it's very similar to this one, uh, but the name is, is slightly different. You, you'll pick it up. Uh, this first one I watched was about a family who find an ancient evil buried in the garden, and he wakes up, and the kids name him after his crispy wafer exterior of molten marshmallow centre. Um, Psycho S'mores Small Man. Small Man. Psycho Small Man, yeah. Um, so one I watched was about a family to find an ancient evil buried in the bedside cabinet in the top drawer. Um, Side... Psycho Draw Man. Psycho Draw Man. A family find an ancient evil buried... (laughs) Apparently, find an ancient evil buried in the garden who wakes up and takes a knocking door to door preaching the gospel of the Church of the Latter day Saints. Uh, Psycho Moorman. Psycho Moorman. <laughs> Classic. That's a good word. Family find an ancient evil buried in the garden who wakes up and takes over the world by being in charge of lots and lots of construction sites. Psycho, Psycho Moorman. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This was, this was a slightly different one. A bit of an artsy film, you could say. Uh, an old ancient evil sells his body for money. Sex, sex, $10. <laughs> Psycho whore man. I Close. believe it's psycho sex worker man now. Like we we don't use those <laughs> words anymore, Ben. <laughs> Sorry, don't mean to. Uh... So you you've got to uh, pay attention to the way they've they've presented the the synopsis. An old ancient evil sells his body for money. Sex, sex, ten dollars. I think Andrew might Andy might get this one. Like, is is it particularly the sex, sex, ten dollars bit? <laughs> no, an old ancient evil tells his body for money. Sex, sex, ten dollars. <laughs> he's trying not to try not to get cancelled. That's pretty much yeah. what he's doing now. Slurring <laughs> him in. Come this way, and he stand here. <laughs> I know. Should we get John on the phone? He'll know. <laughs> um, I think I've done that right. Maybe I haven't. Um, I'll, I'll give you a clue. It's kind of Japanesey. <laughs> you definitely get cancelled now. <laughs> Is it the Japanese word for sex? Forget about the sex stuff. Okay, I don't think you're going to have to, gonna have to tell okay. me. Haiku Horman. Oh, very good. Oh, because. Is that the right number of syllables? I wasn't uh, counting. Oh. 575. Yeah, uh, yeah 575. Oh, ancient evil. I got half of it, wait, though, right? Evil. Uh, because it's 675. That's what threw you. Ah, uh, that's threw, why. What, what also threw me off is that the fact that the psycho was not a part of it in any of the other ones. So yeah. I was just thinking about yeah, that, no. and then the last one. That was all there. part of the game. That's what yeah, this yeah, was That was too cerebral for that this time on a Tuesday <laughs> evening. After we've watched this film of all things. Yeah. Haiku Hormone. Okay, um, I need to rate the film. I'm actually not too sure where I'm going to go. I'll decide after you guys have made yours. <laughs> I'm going to go. Sometimes I blow my beans, don't I? Too quickly. <laughs> Uh, and also rate films uh, too highly, just uh, too quickly. I, I mean, I enjoyed it. 
I had a lot of I had a lot of time for it. I, I think maybe the finale was a bit underwhelming for me. Maybe and again, like you said, Luke, maybe budget budgetary concerns, but it kind of gets a lot right. It's not got the most likable um, lead character. Oh, well, I guess Psycho Gorman's the lead character, so he's note perfect. Uh, but I think I'd give it a B minus because oh. I had a lot of fun with it. I, I like the style. Um, and I feel like I tell people about it and tell people to watch it. Like, say, I think you do, I think you enjoy this. And uh, as an ode to things like Power Rangers, which I absolutely loved growing up, it it hit all the right notes for me. Yeah. Um, Andy, do you want to go? Yeah, sure. So I am slightly torn, like like Ben, because if we're if. It's very difficult there's a different thing when i know we've been through this before whether you're rating something as a horror film or rating it as how much you enjoyed it i'm just gonna go for how much i enjoyed it in general i think like yes there are problems when it tries to really stitch things together when you get into the business of what the character arcs are and what the um you know the serious bits where you stitch the story together and now you've mentioned it i wanted them to be giant for the finale <laughs> but yeah on all of those individual moments, so those memorable scenes, the irreverent stuff and the real sort of tongue-in-cheek, over-the-top gore and, and and horror elements with the comedy, it's really good. I really yeah. enjoyed it and you guys have read enough stuff that I've written to know like if, if someone told me to write like a stupid art, this is the type of thing I would do because I really like mm. this type of stuff. Um, so for me going to go a little higher than Ben or oh, you know what Ben I'll blow my beans instead of uh, you can change I'm going to go oh, wow. A minus wow oh, I really, okay. like because I, wow. I know I'm not going to need much of a cool down on this I'm going to watch this again pretty soon in fact I was thinking uh, like earlier when I said uh, Stoke is a very difficult film to recommend this one I, I could recommend to anyone knowing that they'll have a good time yeah. watching it it's really really watchable I was just thinking about Imagine if we got to watch this in a crowd at a film festival. Yeah, like, this is such a good festival film. Yeah. I'm kind of sad that we didn't get to see it in that way. Um, but I, I, it did so much so so well. Like it, But it just the story just lets it down. It just doesn't quite come together at the end. In, in the same way, it's similar to what I knew I mean about The Void. Like It did so much so well. It's even more disappointing because it kind of fumbled on the sort on the last of maybe minute. more. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, I'm I'm probably going like uh, a B minus. I think. I mean, I do really, I really like it. And then talking about it with you guys has actually made me appreciate it even more. Like some of the jokes um, and some of the juxtaposition of how evil and dark the subject matter is and how light it's played does work. Like when he he blows the kid up in the school for saying if he's the Halloween costume comment or whatever. Like yeah. it's just funny. And like the the friend Alistair. He gets turned into a brain monster, never turns back. <laughs> oh, he! I did see an end credit scene with him, when he was just like a. Eating, oh yeah, he was eating, a, eating with parents or something. Yeah, just parents, sat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's yeah. it's so much fun. Would you like, especially for the budget? It is, you know. Obviously, these things cost money, but obviously, in the grand scheme of things, it costs less money than a lot of things. I'd watch a series of this. Yeah, I would. This is gonna. This should get picked up for like a. Should I should pick this up for a six episode TV show or something like that? Yeah. 
That'd I'd watch a series of this week in, week out. I'd be tuning in. Yeah. It will have that sort of um what's that? Um is it called Apocalypse? You know, they had the death metal band. Yeah, or Metalocalypse. Metalocalypse, that that's the one. Yeah. You can have that kind of uh niche appeal. Yeah. I could I could really see myself getting into something like that, like a little uh, like a little mini series or something like that. Because like it's got Again, looking at different parallels now, when we were thinking of films, I was thinking there are touches of the Wishmaster about it. There are, yeah. you know, there are all those other like horror bits that we touched on. Like when it comes to the series, because of the way the comic, it could almost be like a more straight faced, but the surrealism of like a mighty boosh or something like that as well, with your Power Range elements as well. Like it's. Yeah, because the, the mighty boosh, they, when they, they go for these crazy adventures, but it's so lo fi. That like, it's obviously yeah. just like a uh, like a really terrible set that have kind of felt tips the decorations and stuff. They could get away with something similar to this. It's all those scenes where he's on a different planet. Like you can tell that he's not on a different planet. Like it doesn't look convincing at all, but it works so well for that type of for that hits that that nostalgia of what we used to see when we were watching Lord Zed on Mars when he's just like a red tinted camera or whatever yeah and I, I just love to see giant psycho gorman smashing cardboard buildings in angel grove <laughs> yeah and this they couldn't so much of that ending now thinking about it like the the one-upmanship you get in a lot of those battles like where they one of them gets bigger than the other there's like the, the other team the, maybe you could have made mimi massive or something yeah, I don't know. It feels like there could have been some stuff to play you with. Need, you need, you know, someone's going to call up a dragon zord that's also going to attach to something else, and yeah, yeah. Psycho Gorman could have made a flesh thing oh, come yeah. together on top of some flesh armor. Who knows? I don't know. It's good though. It's a good little concept. Yeah, good idea. And it you know what? The big, well. the big, the big thing <laughs> is: would I watch it? Would I watch it again tomorrow? Yeah, probably. If someone said you're making another one, would I be excited? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> cool. One hundred percent. All right. Uh, we've also uh, just let listen there. We've picked our next four movies. I think. Um, what we do? We're doing American Psycho. Oh no, this is one of them. Psycho Gorman, which we've done. <laughs> American Psycho, the original Universal Mummy, and Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Cool. All right. Anyone want to say any last things? No, I, I think we were saying earlier on, Luke, I think this is my longest streak of joining you for episodes. So thanks for having us for a few weeks. Oh, um, if you're thanks a listener well. who only who enjoys two of the three podcast hosts, you get a nice break <laughs> next week. Um, yeah, he's going to listen Ed? in and he's going to go, that's not the two I meant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But is Ed joining you next week from the Trash Tapes? Is that right? Yeah, man. Yeah, and then next we're week. A, a psycho double bill. So we're doing American Psycho next week uh, with and, Ed from uh, Trash Tapes. So uh, yeah, that should be pretty cool. See you boys in a couple of weeks with a mummy. Yeah, man. Cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Be sure to follow us on Twitter. Andy is at AndyCTWrites. I am. Nailed it. Ben is at Ben Errington. All one word. Ben underscore Errington. Oh. Is it really? <laughs> Are you changing every time? No. Yeah. He just deletes or includes an underscore. 
based on what you said. I swear I said underscore last time and you said no. I've just changed it. <laughs> no, listen back. Okay, all right. Next time I'm just going to have to say the opposite to what I think it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm at Lukov Condor. That's Condor with a K. Uh, go to the Facebook group. Go to Horror Hangout Board Advisors. Join us there. Uh, thanks to Kovach Cowman for our theme music. Thanks to ACAS for hosting the show. Thanks to the listeners. There's a new thanks to leaving reviews. We'll read out some more, I think. Um, I'll keep checking them. There's no like centralized place to check them all, so I have to go to all the different iTunes stores to see uh, if anyone's left them. So, so maybe just messages on Facebook or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Give us a um, oh, give us a TripAdvisor review. Find the most creative place <laughs> that you can leave a review for the podcast, <laughs> and do yeah. specify which of the hosts you like. No, that'll be too <laughs> triggering. <laughs> Please yeah. leave it as vague as possible if there's anything you don't like. I'm not sure any of us can take it in the current world of 2021. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right, guys. Nice one. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.